Welcome to Onwards the Podcast, where we cover all things holistic life practices, growth, spirituality, and self-discovery. I'm Kirsty Peebles, one of your hosts, and sharing this space with me is my beautiful co-host, Montana Burke. We're so excited to have you here. A loving reminder that all opinions and perspectives come from two truth-speaking fire signs who are doing their best to be all-encompassing. We're here to give you the shake-up you need to light up your life. And if you like what you hear, subscribe or follow as we grow and evolve together. With that, let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode. Today we're talking all things stepping outside of your comfort zone. It's a loving reminder to stop playing small, take the big action and do the thing. And as always, we're kicking off today's episode with our question of the day, which is we're not strangers card game, which is all about getting to know yourself and others on a deeper level. We have loved the responses you've been DMing us from our previous episodes and the connections created and the conversations you've started. So, Kirst, on that note, what is today's question? Montana, do you believe everyone has a calling? If so, do you think I've found mine? Obviously, this is a level three question. Oh, I love this. Okay. Yes, 100% everyone has a calling. You believe that? Yeah. Like sole purpose? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Um, That's true. However, I believe that our calling is not this big grandiose thing that we think it is. I think a lot of us confuse our calling with fame and huge wealth generation. Like influence as well. Yeah, like influence status and see that as that only once I've achieved that have I found my calling. I think our calling is to experience life. Oh, you think everyone's is that? I think it's like it boils down to that to simply experience Mm -hmm. and to come to know. But then on that note, I think there's like variations of that where you're calling, I think you're very much living in alignment. Part of me is like you're so close and it's – but then like the other part is For like, me specifically. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like your calling's always evolving and your purpose is always evolving. It's not this one fixed thing that you're born with and it stays the exact same. Like it will continue to grow and it will continue to evolve and that's a beautiful thing. Mm. So I feel like what you're blooming into this next version of you, and I know we've talked about it in previous podcasts and conversations off air as well, but I'm really excited to see this next iteration of what you're doing because it feels extremely soul aligned. Even though there's lots of great areas, I think that's the whole point. Honestly, I feel that on such a deep level. As you were saying that, I was like very much aggressively nodding in my head as much as you can in like a podcast that was happening. So no, I totally agree with that. I definitely feel like uh, whatever it is that I'm stepping into in these coming months, years, whatever is like, oh yeah, that's me. Yeah. Not me, but yeah. it's a, like you said, the different iterations of that. Yeah. No, it's current you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that. Do you think I found mine? Absolutely. Actually, I do agree with everything that you were saying. I think that our purpose and job here is to experience life as it is and as we are and as we have come and kind of stripping back the conditionings as well obviously that's a massive thing in yeah in this conversation but I do wholeheartedly believe that you have found your thing I but that is two things one future mother and two uh to actually just take care of people but uh, do you know the best way I can describe it for you is still seeing that like Everyone is a diamond, even if there's just a little bit of scrubbing back to do. Yeah. You are good at that. And whether that is done in the iteration of podcasting and helping people kind of realize that themselves and give them that empowerment, or if it is conversations and counseling sessions, I think, again, same that you said with me, it's kind of going to ever evolve based on how we evolve. Yeah. So 
I am also excited for your next chapters. Love this. Oh, yeah. how nice. And we've been loving your responses that you guys have been sending us. So please, we would love to know. Yes. Ask yourself this question yes. or bonus points for anyone who goes out and asks someone else whether it's a loved one, whether it's a colleague, whether it's a stranger. Like tag us in a story of you mm. asking someone this question. love that. I'd die. Like happy tears die. <laughs> 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 thank you. Please, thank you. Do that. Everything you want is just outside of your comfort zone. Many of you may know this already. For some of us, that might be the first time hearing it. Regardless, it's an uncomfortable truth. The fact that you have to face up and front your comfort zone. You may even experience a fear of change or pain or growth that comes with stepping outside of your comfort zone. If so, it's so normal. Mm. It's so normal. Change isn't always welcome, especially when we don't necessarily know what our next steps are going to look like. Yeah, absolutely, because it's unfamiliar. That's why it's called your comfort zone because it's comfortable and the other side of that is uncomfortable. And I think this ties in beautifully with the conversation of fear of pain and resilience because Mm. when we're doing hard things and when we're pushing the boundaries and pushing our, quote, limits, you realise how invincible you can be. Yeah. And this is is literally actually what comes down to the epitome of my business is – helping women or people feel strong enough in a safe setting to realize that 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 strength and that resilience and that ability to do hard things translates outside of the training sessions. I think that's crucial what you said in a safe setting. Yeah, because it doesn't have to be the most uncomfortable thing. We're not saying if you're jump out of plane. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a lot of people have done that. I could never. <laughs> but if you are seriously like if you for example, if you want to work with a business coach, first business coach you hire probably aren't going to be a $55,000 investment. Start with someone that's $100 an hour. Start with someone that's five grand over six months. Something yeah. like that. Something that's like, oh yeah. And this actually is a really good point. When we're talking about comfort zone, we want to be talking about that it feels stretchy yeah. without feeling like you're going to break. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important because at that point, if we're constantly diving into that breaking point, it's not sustainable. And you'll have, you most likely have hyper growth, but your identity, your inner world doesn't have enough time to catch up with it. And it's amazing to do one. Oh, that's so true. And that means limiting beliefs are going to come up from that, right? Yeah. Oh, you Mm. never face them. Oh, yeah. They'll carry through with you to that next version of your reality. If you don't heal it and use this as information, as guiding, as stepping stones Mm. to get you to your next place. So we want your comfort zone to be a place of that, of comfort. It's a resting place that you come back to to ground, recalibrate, and then spring forth, kind of like a lily pad. But also, like Kerr said, where it's like we don't want it, we want it to feel stretchy, but not to the point where you're going to shut down. Your nervous system is going to shut down. Yeah, we do itself. not recommend. Because you're not going to do it. That could potentially And you be, probably won't thrive in that setting either. No, it's not enjoyable. Yeah. Like, why do you need to take such extreme action, Joe Rogan? Um, <laughs> Gary Vee. Oh, my gosh, so many things. I was actually just thinking about that, the amount of masculine hustlers yeah. that present in this way. Like, do the biggest, boldest action. It's like... Do the thing. Yeah. Do a thing. Yeah, Just fucking thing. pick one thing yeah. and do that. Yeah. Do it well. And continuously do it. And continuously do it. Because it's not the it. one big thing that is going to move the needle forward. It's those series of boring, little, monotonous actions 
and the consistency in showing up for those actions that actually move the needle forward and you continuously in your expand life your we're not talking zone. about business specifically here both either. both both 100%. Okay. you can do, absolutely do both whether it's if you're looking at like having hard conversations setting boundaries new friendships new careers or business or business yeah, yeah. no that's true so what we're trying to say here is that comfort zones are obviously comfortable Growth mm. is uncomfortable because it's unknown, it's foreign, your brain doesn't recognise it, so it doesn't really know how to play this out safely, I suppose, for you. And your brain's job at the end of the day is just to keep you safe. Or your ego's job is to keep you safe. And safe isn't always fun. And it's really important that you determine what safety looks like for you. Because for your brain, your brain doesn't know the difference between good and bad. All it knows is known and unknown. And when something is known, it automatically lumps it into the safe category even if that thing isn't particularly safe for you. So for example, if you find that you're repeatedly in a toxic relationship or a toxic friendship and it keeps happening again and again and again, there's a reason part of your brain associates it as familiar and therefore safe because your brain knows what to do with that information in that situation. It does not know what to do when you're in a situation, a new situation, even though technically it is safer. And I do that in air quotes because... Who doesn't want a positive, healthy relationship? Your brain doesn't know what to do in that. Mm. And it's this ability to predict the future that has enabled our survival. So, yes, this has a role. This has a really important place. Our comfort zone and our predictability impulse. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> but also it's crucial that you analyse how safe is this next action? Is it actually as scary as what I think, as my brain is telling me? Or is it is it genuinely risky? Is it genuinely something that I should don't do? Is it my intuition being like, mm, no? Yeah, one of the best tips that I ever got for that actually was writing down what the worst possible outcome is if yeah. you do that thing. And then you realise it's really not that bad anyway. Yes, absolutely. This is actually a game that I encourage my clients to play often. So when we're thinking about expanding our comfort zones and doing the next thing exactly like that, you ask yourself, What's the worst thing that can happen? Or what's the story that I'm telling myself here? Uh, if I set this boundary, they're going to be angry at me. And then we say, okay, then what? Mm. And then they insert the next thing. And you yes. want to grab... And then what? And then what? And yeah. then you go, oh, it's actually not that bad. And if it is, what am I going to do about it then? What's your plan B? What's your response to that? The reason that we play this game, and it's really important when you do this game, you use the first thought that comes to mind. It's probably not going to be logical. But as we know, when it's illogical, that's where the magic happens. That's where yeah. it gets really fun and really, really juicy. So using that as a guide or as a reference point to unpack the story that you're telling yourself, you're like, oh, that's so interesting. I think if I set a boundary, they're going to be really angry at me. They're going to go tell all my other friends. My friends aren't going to be going to be friends with me. They're going to go tell other people that I'm a bitch and I'm going to have no one. Mm. If that's what it boils down to, if it's the case that you do then have if all of those events happen, which is extremely unlikely. So also ask yourself. Or you're yourself, probably around the wrong people. Yeah, exactly. It's a good thing. Ask yourself, what's the probability that this is actually going to happen? If this did happen, what would I do then? Circling back to like the fear of pain and resilience, a really important tool, I suppose, that I put into my life is pushing the thresholds in terms of, like we said, a safe environment, but in a health and fitness way. So we are hearing a lot lately about like cold therapy or ice baths, yeah. sitting in saunas, uh, doing hard workouts, that sort of thing. Now I am 
all for these. Like I'm not going to disagree with that at all because I'm all for them. And I think... I think they are still underrated. They're like slowly coming to the mainstream a little bit more. But honestly, the best thing that you can do is increase your threshold for pain and increase your threshold for resilience in a health and fitness setting. So again, with whether that be hard workouts with a coach, whether that be an ice bath, because you put yourselves in these extreme settings and you realise yeah. that you're okay, you realise that you're safe and you realise that you can do it. Exactly. Yes. That's one of the biggest things because you really start to familiarize your brain with unknown isn't unsafe necessarily. I love that. I've actually been using exercise as a way to prep for labor. Oh. Yeah. So I would do really, like, I say, I'm going to do intense in air quotes because obviously what you do as intense in pregnancy workouts is going to be very different to what you're doing. Can't be you're more not- than a seven out of 10 yeah. perceived rate of exhaustion. Exactly. But I'm kind of sitting. <laughs> Occasionally in my workouts, I'll be sure to include three one-minute, seven out of ten exercises. Oh, okay. And do it for a minute or a minute to, to like a minute and a half as that's how long the contraction lasts. Oh. So that I can start to see and that I can tolerate and I can withstand discomfort for 90 seconds. That's really clever because that can yeah. translate to life in anything, not just labor, exactly. of course. So but you can go, for example, like 60-second planks. Everyone's like, the longest 60 yeah, seconds of 60 seconds. Life. <laughs> yeah. And you go, oh, I didn't die. You know when – I hear this yeah. all the time. When people are on the brink of stepping outside of their comfort zone, they always actually end up going, oh, I could have gone longer or I could have gone harder. Or I thought – for I, and I, again, I see this so often. If someone's just done a race or a marathon or some kind of – for example, Morgs has an ultramarathon coming up. And when I was at this ultramarathon event last year with our friend, I know I could like – I would hear and see other competitors being like, I could have done one more. I should have done one more. Why did I stop? And it's like recognizing that our brain is always and our ego is always just trying to interrupt us and keeping us safe. I actually heard this quote over oh, maybe two years ago now, and it was, your ego's job is to get you to your deathbed safely. Oh, mm. I love that. And if you're just trying to get to your deathbed safely, it's probably not going to be a very exciting ride. Yeah, that's not a vibe. No. That's so powerful. I love that so much. And I think that that example of exercise and using exercise as a tool to expand what you see as possible for yourself and prove to yourself that you can do hard things is a beautiful way to recalibrate your nervous system because Mm -hmm. that's essentially how we continuously expand our comfort zone is by doing little things and recognising that you did them. Yes, because I will give a client weights all the time and be like, no, you've got this. Go grab the 10s, go grab the 7s, chuck another 5, 10 kilos on your barbell. And they'll be like, Oh. oh, and do you know what I actually do sometimes? I just don't tell them how much that weight is. Yeah. So they can't get in their head like 60 kilos is a lot. Yeah. I'm you like, just do the thing. Yeah. And they do it. And I'm like, oh, that was 60 kilos, by the way. And they're like, oh, and I was like, yeah, you're strong. And they're like, oh, yeah, I am strong. I am strong. Exactly. It's, abs- it's crucial that we are constantly recalibrating our nervous system full stop. Mm. But also, especially when it comes to looking to expand your comfort zone and step out of your comfort zone. What can you do to regulate your nervous system to help you feel safe to do that next thing? 
What can you do, Montana? You can listen to our episode <laughs> on the nervous system and how to reset it. Go and regulate your nervous system, guys. We talked about that extensively. Yeah, and I don't want to bore the listeners who have listened to that episode because yes. it's meaty. Yeah. It's a meaty one. And there is a lot of suggestions in there, but a really quick one would be recalibrating your nervous system by checking in with the body, breath, meditation, and just kind of catching up with how you're feeling and being present yeah. as opposed to always trying to be in your like fight or flight mechanisms yeah of responses i should say can you repeat that quote because it's really resonating with me and i just want to hear it one more time and let that <laughs> let that bad boy land okay so your ego's job is to get you to your deathbed safely god it's so true isn't it because it's our ego's there to protect us your comfort zone is there to protect you if you're constantly outside your comfort zone you're putting me on a heap of stress. You're probably in risky situations. Not yeah. ideal. That's the nervous system yeah. calibration we're talking about, by the way, guys. Exactly. But then also on the other side where it's all the things that we're missing out on. And like we mentioned before, where it's for our nervous system, all our brain knows is known and unknown. And when something, when you want something, but your brain does not know it to be safe, i.e. no, known, it will sabotage you. It was, I was, so if you're looking for, as an example, for healthy relationships, have you ever, a lot of people I see in my practice with my clients, I've had past experiences of this, when relationships reach this state of peace, I'd find something to kick up a stink about. Oh, it's so funny. When you were talking before, by the way, I would like to share a little story here. Oh. Probably shouldn't, gonna do laps. it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was previously in a toxic relationship. Come for me if you want. No, don't actually. But no, I actually was. I was in a toxic, a very toxic relationship previously, um, and it and it wasn't until I was out of it that I realized how unhealthy it was. And there was like this insane. Uh, how do I say this properly? Um, chemistry loop. <laughs> Trauma bond? Trauma bond is probably, yeah, okay. So that was like a trauma bond. And when I started to date Morgan, I was like, he is the kindest, nicest, most beautiful person that I've ever met. Am I bored? Yes. And I was like, I need to call myself out on this shit. And do you know what I had to do? I had to keep reaffirming to myself, you deserve someone that makes you feel at peace. You deserve someone that makes you feel calm. You deserve someone that makes you feel safe. And I think too often, and I wholeheartedly blame this on movies, by the way, that the hot chemistry, fire, fucking unhealthy. Demon vampire diaries. Yeah, like that was, yeah. that was the stuff that we kept being exposed to. Yeah, that this and is so love. We think, and then, so we think this is love. This is my twin flame. It doesn't mean you should be with your twin flame. And so I had to keep reminding myself like healthy relationships are good. Healthy yeah. relationships are okay. I deserve to have one. I am allowed to have one. I will find excitement and, and love and peace and passion in so many different ways. Yeah. And it is the best relationship I've ever been in, obviously. <laughs> love him, engaged, to be met, to be wed. Obviously, that's why. And so it was just, yeah, I just wanted to share that yeah. to say like pure example. Of self-sabotage playing yes. out. Because yeah, yeah, had you have listened to that voice where it would have been like, do you know what more? Because like, I don't actually think that we're aligned and you two are 
so beautifully aligned in so many freaking ways. But just for your nervous system at that time where it's so used to the ups and the downs. And when you have such low lows, it makes the highs feel even higher. Mm. So then there's this huge disparity and you're constantly getting this huge hit of adrenaline, huge hit of cortisol. It's addictive. Absolutely. And then the oxytocin that hits, that love hormone that hits you at Mm. the end of it, it conditions you even more because that love feels so good. Yes. And you're so deprived of it. It's kind of like when you're super, super thirsty and then you finally get that fresh drink of water and you're like, (gasps) (laughs) And this is why we're talking about self-sabotage is like it's going to happen and you have to just keep almost – Fighting maybe isn't the right word, but having conversations with your brain. Recognizing. Yeah, yeah. just recognizing that actually know what's happening right now is good, is fine, is healthy. Is, yeah. Is going to, and again, this doesn't just come to relationships. This is business. This is motherhood. This is friendships. I don't it's have to life. put up with the shitty yeah. friends. And you remind yourself this behavior is not okay. Yeah. Or with business, like this investment is going to help me. With motherhood, exposing myself to positive people is a real thing. Like yeah. there are positive role models, parents. And there's literally so many elements to life. Yeah. That this actually every element of life that this applies to. But our ego is gonna come in and either buy into false narratives, it's gonna create its own stories, it's going to be talking about previous experiences that you've seen that seems known but isn't good. And so yeah, we just really wanted to remind you that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come up. Stories are going to come up. Recognize them. Bring them into your awareness. And then another fun little quote that I have for yeah, you you got today. a good acronym for this. Yeah. So because as we were saying earlier, fear and comfort zones, I think, tie in really beautifully together. And so fear, a reminder, I did not make this up. I heard this from, I actually- Quote was, anonymous. No, I think it was Grant Cardone. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so fear. Controversial. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, oh, that's what we were calling out before, but that's okay. So false events appearing real is how I want you to change the narrative of the word fear in your mind. So fear equals false events appearing real. Love it that. feels real. It seems real. The story in your head is telling you it's real. It's a movie playing out and you get to rewrite anything that you want to. At any point, you get to choose. When it comes to rewriting the script or the narrative through which we live our lives, it's really important to remember that you're allowed to make the next steps or the next step as comfortable and as clean or as unknown and as messy as you like. It doesn't matter All that matters is that you know the next right step. So often we won't take the action because we don't know what the next step looks like after the first step. Doesn't matter, babe. You'll figure it out when you get there. 100%. And we were just... um we were just having a conversation as well when we made some top takeaway points that... Oh, we need to get calibrate ourselves. Can we, just in full transparency, guys, this is Kirsty and I's last day of work for it's the year. Just, it's the yeah. 23rd and we've decided that today is last day of school vibes. And mm. can we say the, we, t- <laughs> the TV's been rolled out, the class party's on. Fairy bread is available. We can smell it. We're just waiting for that bell. Yeah, I, it's just around the corner. Yeah. So, t- so our brains are us. not working. Yeah, bear with We're us. Getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> No, we do have to tell you there's not fairy bread, unfortunately. We're really yeah, upset we about that. But, okay, what I was going to say is um, when we hang out in our comfort zone too much, 
we do not experience really big or strong emotions. So you're never going to get the really high highs and you're never going to get the really, really low lows. And I actually was just thinking about a lot of conversations I've had this year where anybody that I know that lives on the edge of their comfort zone or constantly pushes out of it. So my, a lot of my beautiful friends, this um, is an example for, but we talk about this a lot. It's like, I want to live my life as fully as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And therefore I'm going to actively take responsibility that there are going to be massive highs because I love them. There are also going to be lows with that. And I take that risk. I res- I accept responsibility. I know that that's just going to be a part of my life. And I just wanted to share that because I think it's really important for other people to hear that too. It doesn't have to be like a padded cell the whole time. Like you, and I think, do you know what? Our generation grew up a lot around like our parents were like, I just want my kids to be happy. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Kids are not going to be happy all the fucking time. They're going to be sad sometimes. And if you don't teach them how to be sad or how to navigate that or how to work that out for themselves, these big, heavy, strong emotions that are on the other side of their comfort zone that they do need to grow through their resilience and expansion, they're just not going to be able to cope. You will not experience true happiness if you do not know, if you can't handle the pain. Because what starts to happen, it's kind of like we'll see it with people who – build up walls around their heart. They get Mm. heartbroken and it's so shit and they decide, I'm never going to feel that way again. Absolutely. And so they decide, I'm going to block out the hate. I'm just never going to go on a date ever again. Yeah, they block out the pain. But what happens when you block out the pain? You block out the love. Yes. And you wonder why you can't experience things fully. It's because you've numbed yourself. Oh, man. And how many times have we heard, I think specifically as well, like, I just feel numb, something's missing. And I think even us to have been in these situations a fair few times than mm. we'd probably like to be. And we immediately go and find a way to fill up our cup. And whether it's not necessarily always go and do something new and step outside of the comfort zone, but how nice is it to go, I'm enjoying my next steps, even if it's uncomfortable or even if I don't know what I'm doing. And that's what you were just making point of um, Montana is that you're allowed to make the next steps uncomfortable and messy and unknown and enjoy the process. I think so often we don't take action because the step is messy. Yes. And we think because we're perfectionists. Yeah, that's not allowed. Yeah. It's not allowed. It can't happen that way. It has to be polished. We have to know the step one, two, three, four and have a backup plan. And that's not And life. plan C. <laughs> that's not even life. And that's not even like, yes, good to be prepared. Yeah, like that's what nice. But also often once you've expanded your comfort zone and you've done that next step, the plan changes again. Oh my gosh, I totally changes. agree. <gasps> Can I actually? Yeah. Go. Yeah. <laughs> that has literally been me this week. Like when I've been taking these next steps with my business stuff for the new year, locating into a new space, I was like, oh my God, I have to like plan, you know, how I'm going to be running from a gym again and how I'm going to be working in this setting and how I'm going to be doing all of these things in like a more public setting, like running my classes and still having meditations and making sure I'm pushing my clients. How am I going to, and then I was like, just start with the fucking resume first. Yeah. I didn't even have this on the next step. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just do the resume. Just write the resume, have the conversation, do the cover letter, done. Figure it out from there. Yep. That's it. That's all you need to know. Like it's fantastic if you do have an aligned strategy and that's got heaps of points, everything like that. But sometimes things change. Mm. And it's allowed to change. The plan's allowed to change. It's allowed to adapt and evolve with your desires. With, with The more you come into contact with your soul, the more you connect with your true self, the more it's probably going to change. And that's a good thing. It's never... Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And with that, I reckon that's uh end of our episode. What do you reckon? Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. yeah. So, top takeaways. 
It's normal to fear pain and change. That's your brain protecting you, but it's crucial to check in to see if you actually need protection for this next step. Recalibrate your nervous system as often as necessary. Realistically, it's probably more than you think it is, just by the way. And you might use exercise as a way to prove to yourself that you can do hard things. Fear is false events appearing real. We want you to know that experiencing high highs and low lows is all okay. Look after yourself and live life fully because you deserve to and it feels so damn good. It's your ego's job to get you to your deathbed safely. When this is happening, call out your self-sabotage. It's normal. It happens. You can move through it. And you don't have to have it all figured out. All that matters is you know whatever your next right step is, whether it is polished or messy, again, doesn't matter, just as long as it's feeling aligned for you. Okay, my loves, with that, let's close out with your favourite segment, I'm Woke as Fuck, where we debunk the myths around living a conscious life while still being human AF. So, Kirst, what have you got for us? Okay, controversial one, but that's what we're here for. I love meat. I don't subscribe to being a vegetarian or a vegan. I'm not interested. I don't ever think I will be interested. If I get to a point in my life where health-wise I need to, I will do it. I love plants. I love vegetables. I love living, like eating a completely nourishing diet. But I also love meat. Yeah, that's fair. There's so much pressure for spiritual people, conscious people to be vegans, vegetarians, plant-based, plant yeah, yeah, yada, yada, yada. Mm. Mon? You don't do it. You feels good for your body. <laughs> What's your work as fuck? I'm work as fuck, but there is nothing more than I love having caffeine immediately upon waking. Like I'm talking, roll out of bed, pop to the loo, pop on the coffee machine. Right now it's matcha. Um, <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> you're welcome, child, growing inside. Um, but I know, like, you're supposed to wait, you're supposed to hydrate and give your adrenals a chance to wake up. But I just really love the ritual of waking up and having a hot, warm drink and, yeah, just waking up with that. So, yeah, I know, like, should wait. It's the hardest thing at the moment. I have to have an iron, iron tablet on an empty stomach. And oh. every single time I'm like, oh, I just want my matcha. <laughs> no, that's fair. And with that, that is the end of today's episode. Now, we just wanted to say thank you so much for spending your time with us. And wherever you are listening, if you could please subscribe or follow because it really supports our channel as we are a new podcast. Or you could go and slide on into our DMs. Or visit us on Instagram at Onwards the Podcast because we are going to be set sharing lots of really fun journal prompts over the holidays. That we are. We would love for you to DM us or even better, share to your stories, your favorite takeaways from today's episode. Once again, thank you for hanging out with us here today and closing out with a loving reminder that we are all here to walk each other home. We hope that you're heading into your day with a fire lit up under your ass and ready to make the most of who you are and play the heck out of the cards you've been dealt. Until next time. Bye. bye.